I mean, yeah, so you you could come up and visit, and we could we could get a whole year's worth of episodes in. Well, yeah, we could do that. Then we could eat grizzly bear or moose or something like that. Yeah, grizzly moose. But you got to go hunt. Are you you got a you got a rifle? I have a boomstick. Yes. I don't know how far a twenty two would go with a moose. Well, yeah, not very. I don't think so. <laughs> Here, you, you'd stand more chance of killing the moose if you just held onto the rifle and tried beating it to death with it than in, than shooting it. Yeah. With a twenty-two. Yeah. As long as you wouldn't break the stock or something. Right. Well, mine's a plastic stock, so it would probably last a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm more of the just the Wisconsin kind of guy. I like... The days we have where it's about 12 and 12. And that's, is that coming up, the 12-hour day and 12-hour night? I think it must because, uh, well, this weekend will be the time change. So we'll go to daylight savings time. Correct. Boo, hiss. But... Uh, yeah, it'll be... Um, one yeah, so the, the spring equinox will get us to, I believe, 12 and 12. Right, and I don't remember what time. The spring equinox uh, should be somewhere around March the 20, 20th, 21st, something like that. Hmm, right around the corner. So, about another 10 days. Well, there you go. And then, yeah, well, so we're already getting to the point where the days are getting longer. Which my wife likes. She's she's solar powered. Is the conclusion I've arrived at after being married to her for this long. I see. Yeah. Vitamin she, D. I she does to. much better when there's sunshine. Oh, I think we all do. Of course, I like to think that I bring some sunshine into her life. Oh, you are. You are just brilliant. You know, it, it's like I, why do I'm I, so why glad I, this is not a video podcast. Because, yeah, because his, like, his well, face did not look well, very sincere then. Well, Pastor, I don't even know why we have the light on in here. You're, you're just such a <laughs> okay, bright, enough, brilliant that's, personality. That's more than enough. <laughs> All right, we'll let that go. Oh, thank goodness. Now, is that new, or have I not have I not seen that before? That is looks like a star globe. That star globe is two years old. Okay, you've was, been holding out on me. That looks fun. It's been here since we've been podcasting. Really? In the study, yeah, it hasn't moved. See, it's that radiant personality that's shining. Maybe it's because you cut your beard off. Your cheeks are shining more. Yes, yes, that that must be it. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. So um, once we get around the fire pit, we can look for constellations and satellites. And I've got to talk to a young man about trimming back our trees. They're getting too big. So I figure we trim them back and... Coming into our satellite searching. Objects. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to call call a retreat on on the trees and you know looking out the window i noticed there's a hint of light green on the trees there are some buds coming in yes but uh... i remember the last podcast we talked about 
the uh, magnolia tree in the back with its little. I, I love that thing every year when it when it flowers. It is just magnificent. I like to go out there and get pictures when the sun goes down. I have a couple of them, but I, I want to get the right exposure. And I always take my stepladder out and go up and down and around, and you got to find the right blossom so the the sun is directly between the pebbles of these things. Okay. Or petals of, of these things. Uh, but yeah, that's my photography. I, the other day I drove around for a couple hours north west of here for that, that interesting area. And I do know that uh, it's probably going to look a lot better now than it did back then. Or maybe it even looks worse right now. This is the time period where the dirty snow and the mud, everything is ugly. Yes. Until Although there's not that much up. of the the snow left. I mean, there's, there's oh, a few Oh, a week places. ago there was a lot of it. Right, but it's it's disappearing. Uh, there's pretty much only snow left on the north-facing side of the streets. Correct. Where the piles of snow were. Yes. Yep, that's, that's taking its time to go. But out in the countryside, it's really... It's gone. Really yeah, it's, it's close to gone. Um, did you... Uh, you were talking about going down to Dubuque to take some Yes, pictures. I did get down to did Lawrence you do College. That? Yes. Oh, okay. Took a bunch of pictures. Um, on are, those, are those the ones that I will be providing technical support for? Yes. Okay. Yes. Geek support. Yes. Because... I'm not I used to think that Bill invited me over because he wanted to. He enjoyed our little conversations, but now I've discovered that he just wants the technical support. Yes, <laughs> saving myself a lot of money for a pot of coffee. It's amazing what you, we can't talk you into. <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll be happy to help you uh, get those downloaded because I'd like to see them. I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time around the Loris College area, so... Well, I only took pictures mainly of the older buildings. They have, well, within the past 50 years or such since I've been there, a lot of construction, a lot of remodeling buildings, which is great, you know. Um, well, I spent all your tuition fees. Uh, well, I tell you what, what I paid for tuition is about 25% of what they charge now. And it was pretty steep back then. So you could maybe build like a, a small outhouse from your tuition fees? Uh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think two years of tuition is more than what Lisa and I paid for this house. Yeah. Higher education tuition fees at universities are... Colleges, universities. Mind-boggling. Now, uh, daughter number one is at uh, MATC, Madison Area Technical College, and their their fees seem very reasonable. Um, and she's still on track to graduate with zero debt. Wonderful. So that's uh, a two-year associate degree but still uh, 
it's a real qualification and she'll have no debt. So, and of course, we've we've tried to help uh, room, providing room and board and uh, other miscellaneous support. And she has been a applying for grants and scholarships and things and stuff. Uh, she's been very diligent at that. So she's. I'm very proud of how well she's done in, in that regard. So. Yes, I think all my children now are debt-free except my son who went on to get his MBA and he goes for that. And he's paying for that. But that also is helping him get better employment. But it also helps when you, you graduate at the top of your class. Yeah, I... I never did that, so I wouldn't know. Oh, I didn't either. I don't know. Must must have come from his mother's side. Yeah, yeah. I was just glad to graduate. I was like, oh, you great? I uh, don't care. I graduated. It's all good. Yeah, because yeah. when you're retired, it doesn't matter. True. Actually, you know what? It it really because I'm not trying to work for any of the big name, well known. Uh, consulting companies to, yeah, I'm not even going to name names, but the, you know, the kind of place. If you're not applying to one of those, it doesn't matter. Not, I have my, I have my humble degree. I did graduate. I have a bachelor's in science with honors. Not that anybody in America knows what the with honors bit means, but it's good. Um, in computing and informatics, which, Back then, I was thinking that was a cool word, and more people were going to use it, and nobody uses that word. So, anyway. But so it doesn't mean a, a thing. Well, no. But nobody is... Everywhere I've worked, the fact that I have a degree is merely a checkbox on the, the application process. Right. Nobody cares what it is. Nobody's ever asked to see the degree certificate. Um... Occasionally, an application form will ask what my GPA is, and I'll just put NA, N slash A for not applicable. We don't have GPAs in England. I would put in that box, I am too old to remember. <laughs> but a lot of experience. Yeah. And, you know, really... So even my first job out of college, uh, I did do an internship call those a placement in England, but that it was what you would call an internship. I did that. Uh, obviously, I, I hadn't graduated yet. But then my first real job, I got the, I got my degree certificate, and I asked my boss. I said, "Would you like to see my degree certificate?" No. Okay. And, 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 and no, there? and so I didn't show it to him. He didn't want to see it. The, the pace, the paychecks kept coming. So like, okay, uh, and. No job since then have I offered it to them, and no job since then has asked to see it. You know, I think once you, you know, at the entry level where companies go to campuses to find these aspiring young male, female uh, people that are going to turn their company around. They, they just listen to how you act, or how you talk, how you act, and what your appearance is. 
if your shoes are shined, that says a lot. If your tie is on, if your shirt is ironed, if your hair is groomed. I think it was I think it was more that or maybe for some for some places it still is. Uh, but a lot of the larger corporations don't know that they overly care about that well now you're, they just throw in a little little box yeah do you have a degree check boom they don't even care what it is it right. could be basket weaving um that's quite a quite a deal right there huh Bas <laughs> what did you take for fire underwater basket weaving yes uh interpretive dance yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah having i mean I'm glad that I did my degree, although when I think about the different things that we learned in a few of the, the few things we learned were principles and those were very useful and those still apply. But the programming languages, with the exception, uh, you know, of course there's still programmers out there using COBOL, but I... I don't think I would ever apply for a COBOL job. It's been a while since I touched COBOL, but I don't think I would apply for one. Um, COBOL still exists. I don't know how many places are still using Pascal. Fortran? That's what I learned. They didn't teach us Fortran. Um, we learned things like DBase 3+. But you're quite a bit younger than I am. So there are probably a few more programs out there at that time. Well, they told us COBOL. We had to write COBOL report generating programs. Uh, that was fun. Um, and by fun, I mean not fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you study loops and do loops? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's about all I remember from Fortran. Yeah, so this was this was pre-Java. This was so for my fourth my fourth year project. I did I wrote uh, a program in C because I I perceived at the time that C was going to be one of the the it was it was a fun-looking language, and uh, I thought maybe there'd be a lot of uh, opportunity for programmers at new, the new C. And there was only one instructor in the entire IT department at the university that knew C. And he and I never got together. <laughs> so uh, he was uh, he was a little bit mad about that. But uh, uh, You were probably busy at the pub. Or maybe no, he was, was busy in the pub. I was busy learning C. Uh, and he was busy in the pub because he knew it. Maybe. Well, I don't think he knew it that well because he, <laughs> he marked me a passing grade. Uh, it, did, it did work, but uh, it wasn't the best C in the world, but it worked. Um, and I did eventually go on to work at a couple of jobs that, where C was required. Uh, so I guess it worked. Um, so that was fun. I had to teach myself, though. This was, this was before the Internet. Well, no, okay, not before the internet. Before the World Wide Web, because I graduated in 1990, and the World Wide Web was invented in 1992. 
So there was basically email and FTP, and there was something called Gopher, but I never used that. Uh, so I was on a couple of email lists. I was able to get hold of an open source, or at least it was free. Uh, freeware, this technically is the difference. Um, C compiler called Sozobon, which had a small uh, manual that came with it, which was good. Uh, and I had a, I had one book on C, written by the guys that created C, so it was fairly authoritative. Um, called uh, the C programming language by a couple of gentlemen called Kernig and Ritchie. Um, in fact, that book is so. It's such a classic in the, the computer world that it's just referred to as K and R. Kernig and Ritchie. Rich, uh, Dennis Ritchie's the guy that created C, and uh, Kernigan, Brian Kernigan, was the primary technical writer for the, the Bell Labs, where it was created in this country. And so the two of them wrote a book on it. And I had to learn out of that book. I, there was no one I could, there was nobody else I knew that knew it. There was nowhere to go if I got stuck. I had to literally just tough my way through the whole process. Sounds like a very boring thing. Um, it was it was boring and sometimes it was very frustrating, but every time I got something to work and, and had that aha moment, things got easier. Uh, especially once I got the aha moment for pointers. Pointers in C, if you don't fully understand them, You've heard the phrase pointing a gun at your foot. Well, this is like pointing a machine gun at your foot with unlimited ammunition. If you don't understand pointers, it's going to hurt. So thankfully, I, I got the hang of pointers before I ran out of foot to shoot holes in. Ah. <laughs> so did you grow your feet back? Uh, they, they did recover. I limped okay. for a while. All right, that's a good thing. But it was terribly boring listening to you. Talk about it. <laughs> wow, thanks, Not Bill. Not going that. <laughs> well, dear listener, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the last ever episode of uh, Pastor. Oh, Night he's Next just Ball. joshing you, folks. <laughs> just joshing you. We have to have at least one more, I promise, Jim, that we, we drink tea again. Oh, yeah, that's... So. You guys can drink your tea and I'll drink my... Beer, or maybe I'll, I'll have an old-fashioned or two. You you want to be invited along the next no, time? No, the, the tea one. You guys can do that when I'm out of town. <laughs> Technically, you were in town last two days ago, but that's okay. Well, I was busy screen printing. That was the marathon screen printing day. I think mm. I put in seven hours that day. I had quite... I had a lot of shirts to do, Simon. Front and back. Several colors. Like 130. Oh, my. So you take that and you times it by so two. So what does, what does Phil do? Does he, like, sit there drinking coffee, watching you? And he being, does other things. supervisor? You know, it's just, you know, when you're screen printing, it's just not putting ink on shirts. You've got screens to clean. You've got orders to... To go through, you've got to organize it. You have to know what product to order, sort it all out, box it all up. Putting the ink on, that's only a portion 
of the time. And I'm pretty fast at it in my senior years, in the, in the autumn of my life, because I've done it for so long. Plus, so you, I feel like I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. You make him clean the screens and package stuff. No, like I clean screens today, but when I know I'm going to clean screens, I put paper around it and masking tape, so I only have to clean a small portion of the screen. Mm. It's almost like you've done it before. Uh, quite a few years before, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you're just cleaning the screens, that's fine. That's, that's an easy thing to do. You know, it, and then Phil calls me and asks me, well, what screen count shall I use for this image on this color shirt when I have to put another color on when I have to layer colors? And, and he's slowly, he's getting it. I'm getting far less phone calls now than I used to get. Well, that's good. And, you know... Uh, I mean, I think it's wonderful that, that you've uh, put so much time and effort into ensuring that that they do get it you're, you're almost putting it through a graduate school of, uh, of screen printing and, and running that business uh, in order to position them for success I think that's wonderful well and I like it and I've gotten to know um, Phil very well and we're fond of each other as far as you know we think alike in a lot of things some things we don't so we we talk about things a lot and he's become a really good friend. Wonderful. We hang out a lot, you know. It's you know when we're there, it's it's a lot of jabbing back and forth, you know. No, no. Having fun with each other. <laughs> we had a couple of characters in the store yesterday afternoon, and they are retired. Oh, those are the worst. Well, not just retired, but they had to retire at a young age because they abused themselves with several different drugs and they had been drinking and this was like two in the afternoon they were they couldn't walk straight line and they were talking about getting more beer and i'm thinking oh okay and, but they and they just hung around it was, it was quite an ordeal but you know what do you do charge them an, an admission fee no I, I, you wanted to politely tell them that you were busy and you had a lot to do, but no, they didn't take that hint. They wanted a chair to sit down because they couldn't stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah. They, then they were talking about things that happened twenty-five years ago, and not just once, several times. They would repeat and repeat and repeat, as one does, because they forget what they talk about. As I do when I drink a few beers. Say, thank goodness we never do that. Oh, well, I, we haven't in the past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our story and we're sticking to it. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, that was, that was part of yesterday. A couple of characters. One had a ZZ Top beard. As the cartoon that you showed me earlier, prior yes. to the podcasting. Yeah, that was funny. Well, I didn't, I didn't quite get to uh, a ZZ Top beard. Although it was, you well, had it very well behaved. Uh, it was very well behaved, of course. Good English beard. Yes. Um, 
Peter, when he got home from school, because I shaved it off during the day, he uh, his first thing was like, oh, I don't like you without a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter wants me to grow it back. Um, Emily, she was like, oh, that's going to take a few days to get used to. Um, and then she didn't say she missed it, but... She said she was okay with the idea of me doing the winter beard thing, so uh, so I, I'll I'll be doing that. So um, yeah, she she for all of her previous all through our uh, married life up until last fall, uh, was like, no, I don't. I'm sure I wouldn't like you in a beard. And, well, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would, so I'm, I'm taking that as a, a, as absolute, a positive absolute step. success. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah. yeah, so I'll just do the Wisconsin winter beard thing. Grow up. It'll be in place by hunting season and then uh, come off in the spring. Yeah, as if you're going to go out and shoot raccoons and coyotes. and. Well, I would if I had the opportunity and the time. Well. I mean, I'll, I'll shoot things. You know, I'll what? Shoot, I I would happily shoot critters. Well, you, they had a, a wolf hunt, and they overharvested wolves this year. Oh, okay. I didn't. I hadn't heard that they had overharvested. I know that for a few years now they have had wolf hunting. I had not heard they'd overharvested. They, that's not the term they use, but uh, they shot more wolves than they thought they would shoot. You know, you could always go down to Texas and shoot wild pigs at night. Yeah, there's there's several, not just Texas, there's several states that have... Pig uh, problems? Feral pig problems, yeah. They, they're basically, it's like, yeah, as many as you can shoot, we don't care. Like catching carp. <laughs> yeah. But that's a big... I wonder if that's... But if, those feral pigs, though, I've heard those are... They're bad-tempered and ornery, so you... They're you mean. You gotta get them once and be done. Yeah, you you can't wound them, otherwise they're still gonna come after you. And they got tusks. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just wonder if uh, those are good to put on a spigot. Well, it's pig. meat. And yeah, it's a pig. Uh, I've I've never met pork I didn't enjoy. I also. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they taste. I've. I've never heard a report from anyone on how they taste. You'd think with as much enthusiasm as there is for barbecue down south that there wouldn't be a feral pig left. They'd, all them good old boys would be shooting those things and barbecuing them. There must them. be a lot of them. Must be. Yeah. And you don't take your old, your old plastic wood stock... 22 out there to get those. I, I don't think my 22 things. is going to be real helpful. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, I just. I bet you they have wild pig feeds. Wild pig beads? Feeds. Feeds. Oh, okay. You speak better English. Well, I'm from Wisconsin. And we, once in a while, we forget letters. Or we don't enunciate them. I know that spring is coming around and the buds are happening because I'm starting to feel a little hay fever. 
the eyes are getting drier. That hasn't kicked in for me yet, but uh, last couple of years I have had to take some of the over-the-counter antihistamines. Hasn't kicked in yet. I was going to do that this morning, but I noticed my bottle was empty. So I may may have to go to the corner, or not the corner drug, hometown drug, hometown pharmacy, excuse me, and get some of those. Is it not called corner drug anymore? I mean, it's not on it's the not corner. It's not on the corner anymore. No, I know. No, it's hometown. I, I still call it corner drug. I do too. I had to stop and think a minute about, about the name of the place. <laughs> there you go to Walgreens. But the hometown is family owned. True. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure they would have some antihistamine. I had got mine from Walgreens. They they have the their generic um, antihistamine. Yeah. So they call it Wallatin. Oh, <laughs> their, I don't even know. It's their generic call. version of Claritin. Um, it does the job, so I, I get that. I end up taking that at some point, start taking it at some point in the spring and take it through the summer. And that uh, keeps me good. Keeps you cleared. Yeah, it keeps the pipes cleared, the air flowing. It's all good. Yeah. So do you find when you're bus driving, keeping your head clear and your eyes clear and, and not watery, that there's any road, road erosion Um, Most well, the, the roads are good, and at least the roads I have to drive on the countryside, those are good. Some of the, uh, some of the ditches are, they, they look a little eroded, some, some sides of hills, but you know, the roads are all fine, and generally I think most of the, most of the fields are good, but there's one or two really steep ones that that might get a little, look like they have a little erosion, but most of it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'd hate to see one of those big yellow school buses you're driving all of a sudden slip off the road because of erosion yeah. under, in, underneath the road, you know you know what I'm referring to. Yes, yeah, where the road subsides and the, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't believe that any of the, the roads I take are in danger of that. At least not in the morning. In the afternoon, I have a turnaround at the top end of my route. Um, that's that's just packed dirt and gravel. Um, but so far, it hasn't it hasn't looked like it was gonna subside. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, if you get a call sometime, ah, oh, you come get me. Uh, my my turnaround subsided. I tell you, I do notice or I did notice that a lot of roads in Minnesota were gravel, were around here. Most county roads and off roads are asphalt. Very, very few of them, as you know, are gravel. That is true. Um, yeah, just it seems to vary by state because Iowa also has a lot of gravel roads. Um, there are many, many, many of the back roads are, are gravel. Uh-huh. Um, so you're saying it's the same in Minnesota then? Correct. Okay. But you could get further north in Wisconsin and they could be more gravel around southwest Wisconsin. 
Yeah. It um, is asphalt. We've driven up north a couple of times, but never got off the main road, so I, I can't speak to the back roads. I'm sure there are some old logging roads up there that uh, need be asphalt. That would be fun if there were, because I'd be happy to drive on those in my Jeep. It's like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, dirt, you recall dirt and gravel roads, yeah. Being on vacation one year up north, and Kendrick and I were hitting some old logging roads where they were just dirt with the grass in between. That's what I want. Going And we were going to... Road trip, let's lake. go up north. Well, I don't even know if I could get there now. <laughs> Was that in Wisconsin or? That was in cross- Wisconsin. So you hadn't crossed over into Minnesota yet. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Because that would be fun. I don't want to do. Because my my Jeep Wrangler, it, it's very nice, but it doesn't have the high end features that would let you do rock crawling or go getting through mud or, or crazy stuff. But I just like to drive on something that isn't asphalt. That would be nice. Squat to some field. Go to a pasture. Oh, uh, well, farmers tend to look at you funny. I, I know a few farmers... Well, I farmers, would ask permission. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's something like a, a an old logging road would be... That would be lots of fun. Oh, I, I don't know. You're not going to find an old logging road around here. Oh, you know what? I bet maybe in Crawford County around Steuben you would find some. Really? I bet you would. Steuben, what else is over there? Uh, Bell Center, Petersburg. Well, maybe I need a road trip then. Go over to Steuben. <laughs> Just north of Wazika. I don't know where Wazika is. Well, all you have to do is just go up to Spring Green, hang a left, and drive along the Wisconsin River, and you'll mm. run into Wazika. Okay, I'll do it then. And then from Wazika, you can get to Eastman. Sure. <laughs> and you go by Bush Park. Bush Park was, uh, they did a lot of fast pitch softball at Bush Park. Mm. And left field was the road. So if there was a car coming, they had a call timeout. And they had a ground rule double. And that's if the ball went into the weeds by the thistle plants. That was a ground rule double. <laughs> Generally, teams from Wazika and Eastman and Steuben played there. One or two from Perdichine, but not many. I don't think they knew how to get the bush part. <laughs> I also don't, but I'll uh, I'll put Steuben in my uh, in my map application and uh, see how far it is and. Maybe take a road trip. Yeah. Steuben was named after Baron Von Steuben, wherever he was from. I, well, with a Von in it, I'm sure there's some Germanic heritage. Oh, I'm sure. Teutonic, as they say. Oh, Teutonic. Yes. See, you're from over that, that neck of the woods. You know all those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know all of that. <clears throat> right, Dad? <laughs> That'll give you something to be corrected about. Oh, and, <laughs> there's no shortage of things for me to be correct. Well, about. <laughs> I either, but I think the difference, well, I don't care. I mean, you can correct me all you want. It won't matter to me. 
But I do know that I have to jump on my elliptical shortly. You do. We should wrap this up. Do, would you care to bade a fond farewell to our listeners? Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope we have made your day or evening a pleasant one since we've taken up probably about an hour of your time now like a little talking bit about that. random fun things which you'll find in our podcast we really unless it's pastor jim we don't normally stay on target he is such a taskmaster he is Yes, and but he must know, have been a project manager in a previous life because I mean, for such a nice guy, he is so strict with us. Well, you know, I like to manage products <laughs> or projects like screen printing projects. I can do that very well, and when I had the business, it was fun. But now, I don't seem to care. So, with that, folks, thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of your day. We are out. Mm-hmm.